Did you know Granny McDuff now has a Patreon? You can get all episodes ad-free. Games, puzzles, calendars, and more. You can even get discounts off Granny merch. Sign up now on Patreon. Go to GrannyMcDuffENT.com for more information. Good evening, children. It's Granny McDuff, ready with a story. So make yourselves comfy, and I'll begin. Once upon a time, in the country of Japan, there lived an old man and his wife. They were very poor and had to work hard to earn their food and keep. The old man would cut grass for farmers, and while he was out working, his wife kept house and worked in the small rice field they owned behind their home. One day, the old man went out to work as usual, and his wife went to wash their clothes in the river. It was springtime. The cherry blossoms were in full bloom, and everything was turning green once again. The old woman sat her basket down along the riverbank and got to work washing the clothes. She took each piece out of the basket one by one, rubbing them on stones and plunging them in the crystal clear water. As she was washing, a great big peach drifted downstream toward the old woman. She looked up from her work and saw it. In all the years of her life, she had never seen a peach so big as this one. How delicious that peach must be, she said. I must take it home for supper. But she could not reach it, and even when she looked for a stick, none could be found. So she began to think, what should she do? And then she remembered an old charm that would perhaps work. The old woman began to clap her hands and sing. Distant water is bitter, near water is sweet. Pass by the distant water and come sweet nearer sweet. And oddly enough, as soon as she began to sing, the peach drew nearer. And as she repeated the chant, it continued to come closer and closer until finally it was right in front of her. She picked it up and placed it next to her basket, for it was too large to fit inside. She continued to wash the clothes, but she was so happy that she could not go on with her work, and so she put all the clothes back in her basket and hurried home with the peach. As the day went on, her excitement grew and became so overwhelming, it seemed a lifetime until her husband returned home. Finally, just as the sun was setting, at last he arrived, carrying with him a big bundle of grass on his back. He was so very tired and used a walking stick to help keep himself upright with the heavy bundle he carried. As soon as she saw her husband, the old woman cried out, Oh! Dear husband, I have been waiting for you to come home all day. What is the matter, wife? What is so important that I should come home quicker? Asked the old man. What has happened while I've been away? Oh, oh no, oh, do not fret, husband, she answered. Nothing has happened, only I have found a lovely present for you. I am 
sure I will love it, he replied as he washed his feet in the water basin outside the door and stepped inside. The old woman ran into the little room and brought out the peach. How odd, it is even heavier than it was when I carried it home, she thought to herself. But she paid it no mind and held it up for her husband to see. Look at this peach, husband. Have you ever seen anything like it in all your life? The old man was astonished. He replied, It is indeed the largest and most beautiful peach I have ever seen. Where did you buy it, wife? I did not buy it. I found it in the river when I was washing our clothes. And she told him the whole story of how she saw it bobbing in the water and sang the song so that it would come closer. Well, I'm quite glad that you have found it. Let us eat it this instant. I am starving, said her husband. They placed the peach on the cutting board in the kitchen, and when the husband brought out the knife and was about to cut it, the peach split in two by itself, and a little voice said, Wait a moment, sir. And out stepped a small, beautiful little child. The old man and his wife were in such shock that they fell to the ground. Do not be afraid, said the little boy. I am not a demon, nor am I a fairy. I will tell you the truth. I have been sent from the heavens. You have asked your whole lives for a child, and yet you had none. Your cry has been heard, and I am sent to be the son you always dreamed of. The couple were delighted, for they had cried and prayed day and night, year after year, for a child of their own. But their prayers were not answered, and they had given up all hope. Until now. Oh, and they were overjoyed. They embraced the child and gave him the name Momotaro, or son of a peach. Because, well, he had come out of a peach. The years passed quickly and Momotaro grew. Soon he was a boy of 15. He was taller and stronger than any of the boys his age and he was handsome and had a courageous heart. He was very wise beyond his years, and the couple were so proud of him, for he was just what they thought a hero should be like. One day, Momotaro said to his father, Father, you've been better to me than any son could ask for. I do not know how to thank you enough. Well, you are our child, and we love you. We take care of you as you grow, and when you are older, it will be your turn to take care of us. Yes, father, but before I begin to pay back your goodness, I have a request to make of you, which, above all else, I hope you shall grant me. I will grant you whatever you wish, my son. Then let me go away. You wish to leave us? I will return. Where will you go? He asked. I should like to go to the northeast of Japan, where there is an island in the sea. It is a stronghold of evil. The Island of the Demons. I have often heard of their treachery. The demons are wicked and disloyal to our emperor. I must go and conquer them and return all the treasures to the people. This is the reason I want to leave. It will only be a short time, I promise you. 
The old man was quite surprised at hearing this from a boy of just 15 years of age. He was strong and fearless, and he had been sent as a gift from the heavens, and the old man knew he was no common child. So he said, You may go, my child. Go to the island as quick as you can, and bring back peace to the land. Thank you, father, said Momotaro, and he began to prepare that very day. His parents pounded rice to make cakes for their son to take with him on his journey. And when they were ready, Momotaro set out. His parents told him, be careful and steadfast. We expect you back triumphant, they said. Momotaro was sad to leave his parents, but he also knew he would not be away from them for long. Goodbye, he said. Goodbye, they called after him. Momotaro hurried on his way. And when it was midday, he began to feel hungry. So he sat under a tree by the road and took out one of the rice cakes for his lunch. As he ate, a dog, the size of a small horse, came running toward him out of the high grass. He bared his teeth at Momotaro and said, You are a rude man to pass my field without asking my permission first. This intrusion will be forgiven if you leave me all the rice cakes you have in your bag. If you refuse, you shall not leave this place. <laughs> Momotaro laughed and said, Do you know who I am? I am Momotaro. I am on my way to defeat the band of thieves that hold captive the northeast of our country. You cannot try and stop me, for if you do, I shall vanquish you. At once, the dog dropped his tail between his legs and bowed in front of Momotaro, for he realized this was the great warrior. Well, I have heard the name, Momotaro. I have heard of your great strength and courage. I have behaved poorly in front of you. Will you pardon me? And if you truly are on your way to the island of demons, will you take me with you? I should like to fight alongside you. It would be my great honor. If you wish to go, then I shall take you with me, replied Momotaro. I am grateful. Would you share your cake with me? For I am very hungry. This is the best cake in all Japan. I cannot spare you a whole one, but I shall give you a half. And so Momotaro shared his meal. After they had eaten, they began their journey. And when they had passed over the hills and through the valleys, a monkey came down from a little tree and said, Good morning, Momotaro. You are most welcome in this part of the country. Will you allow me to go with you? The dog was jealous and said, Momotaro already has me to accompany him. What use would a tiny little monkey be? We are on our way to fight the band of devils. Get away. Go back into your tree. The dog and the monkey began to quarrel, but Momotaro stopped them. Do not squabble. No, it's not dignified for you to have such a creature follow you, said the dog. And what should you know about it? He looks strong enough. Who are you? Momotaro asked the monkey. I am a monkey who lives in the hills. I've heard of your expedition and I have come to go with you. Nothing would please me more than to fight by your side. Please do me this honour. If this is your wish, it is granted. I admire your courage. Here is a piece of one of my fine rice cakes. Come along with us. And so the monkey joined Momotaro and the dog. The next day, they came to a large field. 
A bird flew down and landed on the ground just before them. It was a most beautiful bird, a pheasant. I beg you, Momotaro, I have heard of your expedition and I should like to join you. Join us, he replied. The dog again was not at all pleased, nor was the monkey. Three is enough, said the dog. Four is a crowd, said the monkey. Momotaro stopped and said to his companions, You must listen to me. The most important thing in an army is harmony. It is wise what they say, that advantage on earth is better than advantage in heaven. We must act as one. When we are not at peace amongst ourselves, we will not succeed in vanquishing the enemy. From now on, you, the dog, you, the monkey, and you, the pheasant, must be friends. You must be of one mind. The first of you who begins to quarrel again will be discharged on the spot. All three of them swore not to argue. The pheasant was now a member of the group and received a piece of a rice cake. So great was Momotaro's influence that all three animals became good friends and hurried after their leader as he continued on his quest. They travelled for days and were nearly exhausted when they came upon the shore of the northeastern sea. There was nothing but horizon and water, as far as the eye could see. The only sound that broke the quiet was that of the lapping waves upon the shore. The dog, the monkey and the pheasant had been very brave the whole journey through the long valleys and over the hills. But they had never seen the sea before, and for the first time since they set out with Monotaro, they were uneasy. How were they to cross the water and reach the island of demons? And where was the island? For the harder they stared, the more they realized there was nothing out there. Momotaro saw that his companions were anxious, so he spoke fiercely. Why do you hesitate? Do you fear the sea? What cowards you are! How shall I take you to fight the demons when you are so weak? It will be better for me to go alone. You may go. The three animals were upset. They could not believe how quickly Momotaro dismissed them. They clung to his robes and begged him not to send them away. Oh, please, Momotaro, let us accompany you, said the dog. Oh, yes, we have come this far. We shall not give up now, said the monkey. It is mean to leave us here. We came ready for a fight. And fight alongside you we will, said the pheasant. The monkey then said, We are not afraid of the sea. Please take us with you, said the pheasant. It was only a momentary shock, for we have never seen the sea before. It is true what the pheasant says. Momotaro, please do not give up on us now, said the dog. Seeing their restored bravery, Momotaro replied, I shall take you with me, but be careful and cautious, and keep your courage. Now we must travel the sea and find the island. We shall need a boat. And so Momotaro built a small but sturdy boat, called a sabani, from wood. It was not the most beautiful sabani, but it worked. It was a perfect day and the water was like glass. The boat glided across the sea. 
It was the first time the animals had been on water. At first, they were a bit frightened that the vessel would roll and the waves would eat them up. But they grew more and more comfortable and were quite happy again. The warriors searched the horizon for the demon's island, but they did not see it. So, they continued on. And as they sailed, they entertained one another by telling stories of all of their exploits, of which they were proud. And when they had run out of stories, they began to play games. Mama Taro was much amused by his shipmates, but he was eager to find the island and defeat the demons. One night, they hit a small squall, but by morning the weather was in their favour once again, and the wind took them in a new direction. By morning, just as the sun was peeking over the horizon, they saw land. It was an island. Momotaro knew at once it was the island they had been looking for, the demon's stronghold. As they approached, they could see a large castle on top of a hill by the shoreline. Momotaro looked upon it and began to devise his plan. His companions knew what he was doing, and they waited for his orders. Finally, Momotaro turned to the pheasant and said, It is a great advantage for us to have you with us, for you have wings. Fly to the castle and tell the demons we are here to vanquish them. We will follow on foot. The pheasant obeyed and took flight. He flew steady and strong towards the island. He circled the castle twice before landing on the rooftop and calling out, All of you devils, listen carefully. The great Japanese warrior Momotaro is upon you. He has come to fight and take your island from you. If you wish to live, surrender at once. If you do not... Momotaro and his army shall vanquish you. The demons laughed <laughs> and replied, A wild bird indeed! How ridiculous it is to hear such things from you! Come down so we might have you for dinner! And though the demons were angry for they did not like threats, they shook their horns and their red fur and rushed to ready for battle. They brought out great bars of iron and tried to knock the pheasant over from where he stood on the roof. He flew and escaped them. Then all at once he swooped down and attacked the demons. He flew around them so fast and strong that they could not catch him and the demons began to wonder whether they were fighting one bird or many. While the pheasant was fighting bravely, Momotaro and the dog and the monkey realized the castle was surrounded by high walls and had large iron gates. But Momotaro did not give up. He walked the path towards the entrance with his companions and they soon came upon two ladies washing clothes in a stream. Momotaro saw that they wept. He asked, Who are you and why do you weep? We are captains of the Demon King. We are the daughters of lords. We were shipwrecked and washed ashore on this island, but we want to go home. Do not weep. I shall rescue you. 
But first, tell me, how may I enter the castle? The two ladies led them to a small door in the lowest part of the castle wall. In fact, it was so small that Momotaro could barely fit through it. The pheasant, who had been fighting all this time, saw Momotaro and the dog and the monkey entering and fought even harder. And when they had found their way into the castle, their fighting was so furious that the demons could not stand against them. They were having enough trouble with the pheasant, but now with Momotaro and the dog and the monkey, they were bewildered. These four warriors fought like a hundred. So strong were they. The demon king was the last one left, and he surrendered, for he knew that his enemy was not a mere mortal man. He threw his iron bar down at Momotaro's feet and knelt before him. I fear you, Momotaro. I cannot stand against you. If you will spare my life, I shall give you all the treasures in this castle. You have terrified and robbed our country for many years. Now you have been vanquished. Momotaro went into every room of the castle and set the prisoners free and gathered all of the treasures he found. Momotaro, the dog, the monkey and the pheasant carried home the plunder. They gave it all back to the people and assured them that they were now safe. The two ladies who had shown Momotaro the way into the castle were returned home and how happy they were. The country made Momotaro a hero and they rejoiced. They were now freed from the demons. And Momotaro's mother and father felt greater joy than ever upon his return. They were so proud. And with him, Momotaro brought home a few pieces of the treasure, which allowed his mother and father to live in peace and plenty till the end of days. The deep breath, close our eyes so that we may drift off into a world of our own adventure. Good night, children. <laughs>